Welcome to Deep Spirituality. We hope you're doing really well. We were excited about our most recent podcast that hopefully you've heard by now on passion. Today, uh, we brought the team back together again. Uh, Mike Query's here, Ray Kim, Nick Straw. My name is Russ Ewell to talk about how we can develop passionate passion. How can we become passionate? Essentially, what we're talking about here is that many of us as Christians are deeply committed, but we, we haven't been able to connect that commitment to a soul fire, to a, to a sense of a, of a flame, like the flame uh, in, the, in the book of Leviticus that God told the Israelites, don't ever let that fire go out. That's what he said. Don't ever let that fire go out. And so today we're going to talk about, well, how do I become passionate? I want to start with Psalm 63, and then the guys are going to get in here and talk about it because I think it's something we all struggle with. I, I, I don't consider right. myself an expert or somebody who does right. is always passionate. You know, if I'm having to put take out trash, I'm not passionate. I'll tell you that right now. Or when I see the bills come in, I'm not passionate at that moment. And a lot of things, a lot of things can steal our passion. But I want to read Psalm uh, 63. Verse one, you, God, are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I think the first step to developing passion in our relationship with God is to consider his love better than life. Uh, It's similar to Psalm 73, where the psalmist in Psalm 73 talks about the struggle to look around the world and see people who have so much and that so much more than he has, uh, that life is so much easier for them. The psalmist is struggling. He goes, what did I keep my heart pure for? Because everybody who doesn't believe in you is doing way better than me financially, They've got a better house, a better car, a better job, uh, a healthier family. Uh, why is it all these terrible things have happened to me and all these good things are happening to these people who don't worship you? And then what happens is Psalm 73 is a progression of him restoring his passion. He ends up saying at the end of Psalm 73, there's nothing on this earth that I consider more valuable than you. So passion, I think, really begins with can you get personally passionate about God? Can you get past the ritual of reading your Bible and praying and turn that into really, uh, I remember when I was a kid in Michigan, I used to build a fire. We had a fireplace downstairs and I used to watch TV down there and I'd take tons of newspaper and stuff it underneath (laughs) there, put all kinds of logs on and light it and it would go whoosh. I used to love that (laughs) feeling and then it kept me warm all night. I think that's what you got to do in your relationship with God. You got to see quiet times or morning times or morning devotionals as a chance to put kindling on the fire. Get that, get that, get those logs on there and then light it and then you burn bright. But I think developing passion is about saying, God, you are better than anything I can have in life. Mm. You're the most valuable thing. And once you become passionate about your relationship with God, once you get totally excited about God where you don't think there's anything on earth better than God, nothing. I think that's when the passion begins to come. What do you guys think? I like that. Feed that passion. That's what gets me thinking of. It starts with a spark and then you feed it. I have a scripture here in Mark 14, uh, 32. And when I thought of a scripture on passion, this is one This is one I thought of. It says, they went to a place called Gethsemane. And Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter and James 
and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. He said to them, Stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible this hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Simon, he said to Peter, Are you asleep? Couldn't you keep watch one hour? Watch and pray so that you will not fall in temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Once more, he went away and prayed the same thing. Um, and I think of passion. I thought of the scripture when I thought of passion because Jesus went back to God no matter how, how hard it was. He was feeling a lot. And to feed that fuel, to feed that desire, right. he prayed about the things that were super hard for him to pray about. And when I think... Well, Going off what you were saying, when I think about going to God and feeding that fuel, Jesus was obviously had a passion, but he was losing it here. Right before this, he's like, I don't know if I can face this guy. I don't know if I can do what you want me to do. Right. I got some belief. I'm committed. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Is there another way? And he went to God. He prayed about the overwhelm, the sorrow, yep. all these feelings that yep. I don't mm-hmm. like feeling. Yeah. And, and I don't think any of us like feeling those things. But he's right. like, I'm not going to. So keep quiet. I'm not gonna quit. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna fight and I'm gonna feed this passion. Yeah. And then he goes on to. But this always trips me out because at this point he makes a decision. Okay, God, uh, I'm gonna believe that that I'm gonna die and that's gonna be painful. And I'm just gonna trust you that you're gonna raise me from the dead. And uh, up to this point, he was the one God was doing miracles through. Yeah. He was raising people from the dead. This time, he there's a complete complete no power. And that always has blown my mind that he had that much passion, that much faith, and belief that God was going to help him. Where do you him. see the passion? I want to get that again. Because I, 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 I want to see more. Can you explain that better? Like, or more? Can you tell me, like, where's the passion at? Hit that again. Um, I think he's going to God here to get the passion um, because I think he's losing it. So what you're saying is that when you, one of the ways that you can keep or restore your passion or create passion is you got to pray and deal with your emotions. Yeah, and pray about the things that... We all have things we don't want to pray about. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that are right. the hard things. Yes. And they, they're always wrapped up in emotion. Yes. Um, and uh, for me, it's it's the fears I don't like praying about. It's when I'm frustrated or angry about something. I don't like praying about that. So would you say that when you pray about fears and those kind of things, that it sets you free from them being able to control you? Definitely. And I think Jesus wasn't praying about it here, but guilt. I think there's stuff we hold back that yeah, we're like, yes. I don't want to feel that, so I'm going to ignore it. Okay. So going, uh, it's bringing all those things to God and, and being like, okay, and then making that decision. Right. The, tra- the passion actually comes after this prayer. Oh, um, okay. yeah. And where he's like, he's like, I'm not going to quit. He's, no matter what he faces, he doesn't quit, and he's got this fire that kind of burns and, and, and leads him to die for us and die for the entire world to free so we can have a relationship with God. So in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19, it says, do not quench the spirit. Mm. So in a sense, what Nick is talking about is it's not enough just to, to have a, a relationship with God where you're, where you're trying to derive passion from your relationship with God and your value of God, but the thing that can stop you from being passionate or receiving passion from God is that you quench the spirit by when the spirit of God, which lives in us, if you're a Christian, you have the spirit of God in you. And if that spirit's prompting you to pray about certain yes. things, especially emotions, if you don't deal with your emotions, then you will suppress them. And if you suppress your emotions, you're going to suppress your passion. 
Definitely. You're not going to be able to get to it. That be your, that be that, that's no, a tremendous no way point. to be yeah no way to be passionate if you're if you're basically if you're ignoring whatever whatever's going on inside because right. you just you'll end up dead you'll yes. end up the opposite of passion you'll right. end up dead hardened unenthusiastic all these things uninspiring well Mike you were talking about yes. uh, you know in our break time when we were uh, hanging out chatting you were talking about the fact that in a sense that 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 problems worries or concerns can steal passion too weren't you what, 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 how, can you explain how that happens to you well. I mean, I so this goes back to the you know passion versus emotion excitement yeah. thing that we were talking about earlier because Ray you know last time was talking about I think school right and you, you know hey I'll, I'm going go all gung ho or whatever then OCHEM and then you're you're taking out <laughs> right so so earlier I gave the example of music I'm passionate about music but then it's true you know thinking about because I don't do what John Mayer does like when I get stuck on a you know on a lick or on a scale or something, yeah. I get really frustrated and I'm like, oh, I'll come back to this. Right. Yeah. So that adversity part is, is kind of what, you know, I guess I'm sort of learning as we're talking about this. Sure. Stuff, that's but, what we're all doing. <laughs> but, um, you know, since you ditched the outline for the episode, <laughs> been doing the passion. Thing. I didn't ditch the outline. We're not going to mention the spirit. I didn't ditch the outline. <laughs> you think I ditched the, the outline. Go with it. I'll prove to you. I didn't ditch the outline here. I'll prove it to you. The first scripture in our outline is Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise the eternal. The eternal is God. How blessed are those who revere the eternal, who turn from evil and take great pleasure in his commandments. Their children will be a powerful force upon the earth. Well, what's a powerful force upon the earth? The most passionate people walking the earth. So right. I didn't change you the outline. You know what happened with yeah. that? You treated this outline the way you probably treat Bruce Springsteen. You listen, but you can't hear. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's like I got to hit the record. Man, those are fighting words with Mike. Mike's about, Mike almost jumped over this table. Okay, oh, man. Yeah. This anyway, microphone's in the way. Anyway, I'm just saying that, 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 that the underlying <laughs> point of the outline is building a church in the 21st century, right? Right. But you can't build a church in the 21st century if people who are in the church aren't passionate. Right, right. And that's yeah. in the... Adversity part, the getting stuck or yeah. like this is hard for me part, yeah. I think is where it exposes for me that that difference right mm. between like the it's like oh it turns out I was just kind of into this so long as it was fun. I love you that. know uh, so again to the guitar example, I love playing until like recently I've been trying to play where I reach my thumb over. It's uh-huh. a harder technique. Okay, and uh, it physically hurts, and I hate that I can't play like my heroes. Yeah. You know so. Yeah. I, what I do is I just go back to playing the old way, which is less efficient and I can't do as much. And, you know, so I, I end up going, I regress because that, that there's that point that I'm like, this is, this is too hard. This is not what I signed up for. I just want it to be easy. Yeah. Right. So, so in thinking about it, that passion, I think what stops me from being passionate a lot is that what do I do when it gets hard? How do I gut it out? That's a true, you know, I, I relate totally. So, you know, I've been working on trying to make time to write. And I always say to my wife and I say to everybody, oh, man, I can't find the time to write. I can't find the time to write. And so my wife found a couple of writers on YouTube and, and said, you need to listen to them. Because I think she got tired of hearing me say I don't have time to write. I don't have time to write. You know? And so uh, I listened to James Patterson and I listened to um, uh, Jerry Jenkins, I think, is another one. And, um, and then the guy, Lee Child, who does Jack Reacher. Uh, and uh, they all said the same thing. They all went. Oh, and a professor from UCLA uh, who uh, has a screenwriting class. It's one of the most incredible screenwriting classes. Uh, Like 10 of his students were given projects uh, by Steven Spielberg. He's the place that Hollywood goes for talent. They go, we need screenwriting talent. 
go to him, find out who's in his class. Once you get accepted in it, you're almost guaranteed to have an opportunity to work in the business. I can't remember his name exactly. So I was listening to him, and and one of the guys goes, he goes, look, um, it was the UCLA guy. He goes, look, everybody feels like they don't have time to write, even writers who have full-time writers. He goes, it's just an excuse. Mm. He goes, there's a guy named Stephen Pressfield, and I have all of his books, Stephen Pressfield, who calls it the resistance. And there's always going to be a resistance to you being able to write. And it's the people who, he said, the people who are passionate about writing get through the resistance. And when you're talking about that adversity, that's the challenge for me on writing. I want to write. I see the need to write, but I'm not yet passionate about it. Mm. And what I learned in, in, in studying and praying and, and, and spiritually this morning is, just this morning, is until I believe it's my destiny, I won't be passionate about it. And so when you're playing the guitar, you probably don't believe this is your destiny. It's not how you're going to make money. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, it's a, a hobby at best. But see, I actually think it is your destiny. I, I think you're, you have the talent, the ability, the mind, the skill to write music that would stir the soul of a lot of people, but you don't do it because you sit there and go, I, how am I going to be good at that? And that's what I do sometimes with writing. I was like, how am I going to make time for that? But what it is is we have to cross this barrier of saying, all right, this is not an option for me. This is, uh, uh, Nathan was telling us at the break, this is God's purpose for my life. And a lot of destiny is about finding God's purpose for your life. And when you find that purpose, you become passionate about it. It's been great to talk with you guys today. This is episode two, uh, kind of, of, of being passionate and how to be passionate. But we think we've helped you out a lot, and you can do a whole lot more. Go read Second Timothy and, and look in there in verse 6. It talks about the Spirit of God we have. And just be thinking more and more about passion. Remember what Nick said, that you got to pray through your emotions. Remember what Mike said, that you really have to look at if adversity stops you, you're not passionate. But let's add a word to that. You're not passionate yet. Ray, why don't you close us out with a final thought, and then we'll call this episode an episode. Yeah, I'll close out with a scripture that applies to me in passion. Uh, Luke twenty one thirty four. it says, Be careful that you never allow your hearts to grow cold. Remain passionate mm. and free from anxiety and the worries of this life. Then you will not be caught off guard by what happens. I think it's a date for me. I have to daily renew my focus on why I'm here because I get so distracted by the anxieties and worries and I sometimes mistake that as passion because I'm yep. driven by those yep. things. Yep. But I don't realize that I could be committed but my heart's really cold inside. <laughs> I could be attending and I could work, I could sweat. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. But my heart is not deeply, like you're saying, deeply believing, no, this is what I was destined for, this is what I was meant for. So That's right. I think every day having to reflect on my heart, what's, really, what's uh, motivating me, and also being honest about here's what the anxiety and the worries are, or how it's distracting me from what God is trying to get me to do with my life. Hey, if you're out there, you're driving, doing laundry, sitting back with a cup of coffee, getting ready to, you know, relax for a little bit and you're listening to us, don't get discouraged if you don't have passion. Every one of us can say we have moments, hours, days, weeks, months where we don't have passion, sometimes years. But just don't forget. The only way to truly be inspired and happy as a Christian is you've got to find your destiny, your sense of purpose, and you've got to let it fuel a passion that doesn't depend on what you have, what status you possess, and what other people think about you. But it depends on the fact that God is looking at you and he's smiling because whether you're a guitar player, a songwriter, a book writer, or you're just delivering groceries, you're doing what you were meant to do. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Deep spirituality. We're done.
We hope you enjoy this episode. Be sure to check out our website at deepspirituality.net where we have devotionals, videos, and articles. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Deep Spirituality and click subscribe. You can also find us on all your favorite social media platforms. So be sure to give us a like or a comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. And of course, if you enjoy this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Thanks for listening.